Hey everyone, we are back on this beautiful Tuesday. By the time you guys hear Taco this, Taco Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. Yes, hey, 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 hey. Taco Tuesday. Such cool it sounds so good. Um, by the time so you guys sorry, hear huh? this, though, it'll probably be either Wednesday or Throwback Thursday on Thursday. So, our hump day for Wednesday, Throwback Thursday for Thursday, depending on when you play it. I mean, but, you're here tomorrow. Okay, so you're here on hump day. What made you think it was going to be on Thursday? Oh, I mean... Right. Technical listen, difficulties. You know, technical difficulties. It's hectic shit. schedules. Life was life y'all. Y'all still got it. Hectic schedules, you know? You know life was um, life you know? But anyways, it's one of your favorite duels. It's your boy CJ. Not gonna say not your ordinary. Say it's just your boy CJ. Yeah, as I, I am, as I am counting down forty, literally a month and like three weeks. We are literally away from me entering. We're actually a month. I thought about this morning. Well, it's we're October a month. Of, we're like two months away from Christmas. That part. Exactly two months from today. Where the fuck is time We're gone? exactly two months from today's day because today's the 25th. So we're yeah, exactly two months from Christmas. That's the thing. And my birthday is 12, 13. So a, a month and like two weeks. Yeah. So as I am entering 40, it will no longer be. Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. That. Yeah. A month or two. It's okay. Like a month and two and a half weeks. Something like that. Yeah. November 25th and then like yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as I'm getting ready to enter 40, I am already manifesting so many things coming into 40. Especially and then, that AARP card. Yes, Lord. Oh, uh, you wish you had it. <laughs> While I'm getting discounts, you guys still be paying full price. Okay, How about that? Getting discounts. Thank you. We're in yeah. inflation right now. And every get discount I can get. at McDonald's. <laughs> I'll take any discount I can get right now because, as you do know, inflation is a motherfucker. Okay, is, so I will is. take anything yeah. I can get. Right, I literally went and went grocery shopping last week, and normally, typically on a month basis for me, groceries is like one fifty, maybe one sixty. It was literally like two fifty this time. Yeah, it's inflation. Oh, I know. I'm just. I was just saying. Yeah, you know. Ridiculous. We're in a we're normally in a, a bag of chicken, great value brand that I normally get boneless chicken breast from Walmart. It's like six, seven dollars. Now the damn thing was like sixteen dollars. Power A's were eighty eight cents. Now they're like a dollar ten. No, it really no, it really did. It's sixteen dollars. You must have got a bigger bag. No, I got the normal bag, I did. Power A that was eighty eight cents now a dollar ten. I mean it's ridiculous. It is. Mm. Bacon at McDonald's was three dollars to add to my sandwich. <laughs> Meaning your ass don't need it. Probably don't. Exactly. But anyways, inflation is real, people. But anyways, as I'm entering 40, it will no longer be your ordinary CJ. It's going to be something different. But, yeah. Are you going to step it up a little bit? It's already stepped up. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's always room for more stepping up. Oh, okay. Hater. It's okay. This was my bro. This was my right-hand man. You see how he just sit here and try to chop me down? It's all good, I didn't try to chop you down. It's all good. You chop me down. Oh, my God. to chop me down. Whatever. Anyways, it's one of your favorite duels now. We have the other duel here. And yet, it, you say, say it with some excitement when you introduce me. Well, being None the, the com- fucking less. <sighs> hey, everybody. It's uh, me, Clarence. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Your favorite of the two. Uh, but you don't have to tell CJ that. And this is my final episode for like... Why you gotta say it like that for? It's not your final episode. I'm saying my final episode for my sabbat before my sabbatical. Uh, you're gonna have like people stepping in for me. There's only two, and people. this will be the first time because I'm the one that's been steady. I am the Candy Burris of this show. I have been here consistently. Are you? Yes, I have. I have been. I am worldwide. 
I have been here consistently since the very beginning. No, Candy Never is worldwide. missing an episode. Candy is worldwide. So, therefore, uh, You're whatever. not worldwide. I'm worldwide. You're domestic. I'm She's worldwide. international. Oh, okay. Anywho, I have been here consistently since the beginning, and it's going to kill me not to be here with you guys. Or for you guys to hear my voice for a minute. It's only two episodes that you're it's missing. Not, I mean, maybe three. Oh, um, no. Maybe three. But, you know, we're going to have great people stepping in for me. Um, it'll be two episodes. There will be, be great three. people. It'll be some great people. I cannot wait to hear it, listen in, just like the rest of you are going to listen in. Um, yeah, this is a much needed. If you can see my face right break. now, as he says three, and then originally it, it was two. Listen, but it's okay, though. Listen, this sabbatical. Well, the is third may be just a Thanksgiving break. No, how about that? Oh, well, Thanksgiving is coming up. Let me tell you something. We will have a Thanksgiving break, but uh, you guys will. Well, honestly, we might we might just have a serious break because after Thanksgiving, then like I'm off for a whole week. Oh, my birthday God. trip, then my birthday party, then you got Christmas. I mean, I'm just saying. Ah, uh, anyway, you see how people act. I take a little break. A sabbatical. He didn't take. I have not missed one he episode. He took like twenty breaks. I have not missed one episode. And so, anyway, of season three. Sorry, have uh, this season. We've had this the third season. And when I missed the episode, it was like one episode here and there. Uh, I was out of town, anyway. and then you was recording. But you guys are gonna have some great co-host. Um, I can't wait to hear the great conversations that are going to be had. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna enjoy tonight. Then I go into my sabbatical. Oh, whatever. As he was enjoy, as he's talking about, he's going to enjoy tonight. Clarence was actually enjoying his time out on Friday. You know, I happened Friday to Friday and Saturday. Well, I wasn't with, around you on Saturday, even though you invited me. I was out of town um, visiting mommy. Hey, mom. But um, no, Friday night, to my surprise, I see Clarence out at Virgil's. Oh yes, you did. I was actually shocked, mind you. I had already knew before I got upstairs because. Um, who was I? I seen Dante. Dante. Yeah, I seen Dante. And me and Dante walked up together. He's like, oh, you know, Clarence. I said, what? Clarence is here? Oh, I am shocked. I am shocked. First and foremost. Clarence, when was the last time you been out to a club setting? That was not a club. That was a restaurant. Really? It's a restaurant. Really? Look it up. Virgil's uh, Kitchen. Was people not dancing on that dance floor? Later in the evening, okay. it's a restaurant. When but, I got there, we got seated. It was quiet. It was chill. A great vibe. Anyway, Anyways, Clarence can, sit here, to, Clarence can try to sit here and water it down to, like he wants to. And he can sit here and be on Tim because this is his last episode for his so-called sabbatical or whatever. But let me tell you something. Everyone that's from Atlanta who has been in Atlanta or visited Atlanta knows that Virgil's is, yeah, you go get food there, but it's definitely they a They just meta. opened that location. Okay, so it doesn't matter. So the regular Virgil's is definitely a sit-down restaurant. They just have music blaring. Uh, they the actually area. have a small corner dance floor in the one at College Park. Oh, However, really? they do. Small. How, it With is. two people. However, it okay. It's two people, y'all. The one in Midtown opened this year or whatever, and people know it's a meet-up hangout spot. You dance, you okay, drink, well, you listen. get your food whatever so you know the exactly purpose, what the, the hell main was. purpose because we got there at like seven o'clock i well, we got there after that uh, you got there after that i did right so we got there at seven o'clock so anyway what landed us there if you must know if you do not know the best the penultimate homecoming of hbcus and again i say the penultimate HBCU homecoming was this past weekend, which is dun, 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 dun. Morehouse and Spelman College homecoming. My stomping ground, a 
proud alumnus of the Morehouse College. Hello now. And uh, there was no shootings like Clark Atlanta, right? There was no shootings. Well, it's the same area, you know, so you had yeah, to ask. There was no shootings. Okay. Same area. Very guarded. Okay. Very guarded. Very, very, you know. Well, if anyone knows Clark Atlanta, it's literally, literally. We do know. Okay. No, we said you. The AUC. We're talking about people. Uh, Okay. The the, the listeners, okay? Okay. Anyway. But there was Uh, a shootout. We're glad there was no uh, shootout. How are you going to damper what I'm saying with that? Go ahead. Oh, Debbie Downer. No, Debbie Downer. Here comes Debbie Downer. Anyway. So, it was the, the best homecoming. Uh, so, I was a part of the worldwide. Uh, world, yeah, worldwide. Um, you just want to be worldwide so No, bad. it was worldwide. I was a part of the worldwide Morehouse College Glee Club, um, which I'm extremely proud of. I was a recording member. I was a touring member. Uh, Did you tour international? I, actually, we didn't have any international tours. We have toured internationally, though. But That's you had it personally. Us... No, the Glee Club didn't. Yeah, but did. you did it personally with the Glee Club. That's what I'm asking you. It's a yes I was or no a answer. touring member. And he in toured the, the, the Glee... when he said he toured domestically when he was on the yes. Glee Club. Okay. And um, because we, we do our spring tours and we do our actual fall tours as well. And uh, the Glee Club has toured internationally. We've been to Africa. We've been all over Russia, all over the world actually. So, in the Glee Club, we we do a part of. Because it is a brotherhood um, spanning from generation to generation. So we say it as a collective collective that we have toured worldwide. Thank you. There's a lesson for you. And there's no lesson. Anyway, there is a lesson. So pretty much what he said, the Glee Club has toured international. But he yes. hasn't with the Glee Club is what I was saying okay. to you. But go ahead. The people knew Y'all what I was see, saying. Yeah, he, you see he wanted to dig at me. No, you knew what but I was saying. Okay. They knew what I was trying to say. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, because it was rele- irrelevant what you no, said. No, because you said... But nonetheless. Go ahead. Um, so, we had our uh, annual alumni rehearsal where the alumni come back for the uh, the current Glee Club members' rehearsal. Just like they just came back from Ghana. Nice. Thank you. Uh, an anniversary of our tour in Ghana. What um, year was the anniversary? Uh, this was, ooh, that was, I believe that was in the 80s when they went, uh, or maybe it was early, later so than that. So this is the, what, 2030? It was something. I'm not going to. Oh, that's not yeah, cute that yeah. you don't know what anniversary you guys were celebrating. I should know. You're right. right. You're mm-hmm. right. Now, you're absolutely right about that. I should know. Uh, <laughs> Makes you think, listeners, how invested he was into his Glee Club. Um, but go ahead. So I've recorded and toured, yeah. I was very invested. And got scholarships. But you know the history, too. And got scholarships. Since you don't know what anniversary you guys were celebrating. But go ahead, though. Were you part of the Glee I'm not. You can't ever say that to me because I wasn't. No. Okay. But anyway. But that's not going to dig. Anyway, it don't matter if I don't know if I was a part of it. So, so try we had, again, our, we had our try alumni again. rehearsal, and which was amazing, you know, networking with all the alums from the Glee Club in years past. Uh, so after rehearsal, me and my my close knit friends, we were hungry and wanted drinks. So we just all like, oh, in celebration of homecoming. Uh, Let's we go with go the boys. We right. went to Virgil's. Virgil's. Uh, we actually weren't initially supposed to go there, but. And we ended up there anyway. So oh, we ended up there. Um, that wasn't my first time going to Virgil's. I, didn't, I said it was good. Time. See, I said it was good seeing you out. Okay. You see how you try to turn you everything. Want to argue no one did not say no. No one did say nothing about this? the place. 
Can I finish my story? You have argued with me on every point that I've made. If I've seen that any restaurant, I was, I was okay. like, it was good to see Nonetheless, you. Nonetheless, uh, so we went out for dinner, had drinks. Later on in the evening, it turns into like a lounge, like bar type feel. And so we had a good time. CJ saw me out. Um, it was good seeing you out. I've been, I, I, okay. Anyway, so uh, then of course the next day was the real get down because we had tailgate. And anybody knows. Everybody knows that tailgate is. Oh, I seen the pictures. Deal. It looked it flooded. Yes. It was flooded. It was crowded. It was a good time. I was lit. Angelina Jolie was out there. Celebrity, plenty of celebrities were out there. What? Yeah. Her daughter goes to Spelman. Oh, I didn't know that. She was out there with a cup, a solo cup in her hand, just like the rest of us. Uh, she didn't have security around her, did she? Um, maybe not really. She's they they kind of embrace her. That is so dope. Yeah, she was out there having a good time. Uh, but yeah, so that that really took my weekend. So I had an amazing. So it owes me nothing. It. That was our first homecoming back in three years. So since twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, since the pandemic. So it was uh, amazing. Well, but Clarence yeah. did invite me to come, and I sure would have came with him, but I went out of town to see my mom. So no good. Yes, how's she doing? She is doing a lot better. Thank you for great, asking. Great. We went to the movies. Go see Black Adam. Okay, it was a good movie. Nice. Really good movie. Um, yeah, that's that's really dope. I'm glad you guys got that chance. Absolutely. So let's Absolutely. get into the meat and the potatoes of this thing, since you didn't want to argue on every point. Maybe well, you know, since things. I'm going to miss you for three episodes uh, now, first it was two, you know, I got to... Boy, you going to be Get fine. my banter when I can. Fine. You will be fine. That's if the episodes drop. Y'all see his... You see his mouth keeps moving so he's gonna be fine well, we, I, look we might be on a hiatus no we're not back. no we're not because he got people coming in we can't leave y'all that long Duh. but uh yeah so it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be great it's not gonna be the same but okay i know it won't because i am who i am unfortunately <laughs> anyway so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this thing so you asked me a question earlier and i want you to expound on it so you asked the question, what truly makes you happy? So tell us something about that. So, yes, I was just scrolling down some things and I seen this topic about someone just saying, like, do you really know what truly makes you happy? And it just kind of like hit with me because I was just like, you know, we always talk about, you know, wanting to be happy or we say we're happy, but we never say what truly makes us happy. You know, like someone's like, are you happy? You're just like, yeah. But it seems like when you ask people that question, they kind of like stumble over it. And then I just thought it was kind of interesting, like when, you know, when people ask you, are you truly happy or what makes you happy? Can you really truly say what really truly makes you happy in life? And I don't think some some people can. I think some people just say it just to be saying it when in reality, they're probably not happy, one or two. They don't know what really truly makes them happy Mm -hmm. or they may be trying to find their happiness and they just don't know how to even come out and say that. Mm. Well, you know, I always say that it is best to have joy more so than to say you're happy. Uh, Trump joy over, I mean, Trump's happiness to me. Um, I have joy just from waking up and being able to fight through another day. Though Amen. it gets tiring at times, I have joy just being able to breathe, just being able to, you know, really just live. Uh, happiness is... What's the word I'm looking for? Happiness is temporary. Joy is everlasting. And that's my viewpoint on it. I like that, um, though. 
Yeah. You might want to repeat um, that for the people. Happiness is temporary and joy is everlasting. It's eternal. I like that. Um, but let me ask you this. Can happiness not be permanently? I mean, if you're just a happy person, what you're not you're not really describing happy, you're describing joy. Well, it's two different definitions, but yeah, very you know, similar. Joy is they're very similar. Happiness yes. is uh you know, temporary to me. And this is you know, this is not law, this is me, but this is absolutely you know, it's rooted in my spirituality. Um with joy, joy comes from God. Okay. Yes. Happiness the world can give you happiness, but joy comes from above. And that's what God no, Amen. No, no, that's the truth. So within joy, are you gonna always have happy moments? No, but you can still have joy. Right. You can still have that inside joy, like I'm happy to be alive. I may not have uh X amount of zeros in my bank account, but I have joy. Right. Right. You know, right. I could be happy for the moment, like, oh that made me happy. Mm-hmm. But I have joy from above. Like Joy. Would you have to have a joyful spirit to receive that joy? Yeah. I believe so. You have to be you have to be willing to receive anything. I mean, willing to be open to what God has for you to really receive that joy. Um and anybody can get it. I, I don't think it's it's a favor. I think it's you know, you just have to have that connection with God. No, absolutely. Um, I know. I think you know, but I really waking up to see another day, and I'm you know, joyful about that to see another day because not yeah. a lot of people get to wake up and say they woke up to see another day. Right, and I think joy is truly what has carried me through. Like I, I say all the time, I hate my job, but joy carries me through. Absolutely, and you know, there's someone. You know, sometimes I think we forget as people, we forget to always put ourselves into take ourselves out the equation and know that there's someone else going through something worse than you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you may not like your job, but there's someone who doesn't even have a job that would die to have a job like this. Right, right. You know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or we may not I don't live know with... They might desire to have a job, but I don't wish this on anyone. Well, I don't know that... You can't survive. Let me say, I don't know Unless the ends... Too much well, of right. business, but I don't know the ends and outs, but from the right. outside looking in, I and mean... You know the outside looking in, I'm telling you. I'm just saying this. I'm, I'm sure that some... in this bitch. Right, but I'm sure <laughs> someone would take some income to no income at all. I know for yeah, me, if I'm thing. on the street, I would take any income, as legally working, than having no income at all mm-hmm. and being on the street. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Mm, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I can understand your viewpoint, but um, from a person that's in it, they would much rather work at McDonald's than to be here. Oh, well, that's that terrible. That is my true belief. But yet and still, well, that's I have a conversation joy. off air. Yeah, I still have joy. Absolutely. I have joy because I'm alive. That part, and it still goes what I say. We got we have to take ourselves out of the equation and just know that there's always people dealing with mm-hmm. bigger battles that's, and bigger trials and tribulations. Well, that's good for them. But this is for me. That sounds so selfish. That's not selfish. What selfish is. And here we go. No, I'm not even going to go there. No, you wanted to go down this road. Let's go. You sounded very selfish when you made that comment. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That is there. I'm not going to negate how I feel because 
of how someone else may feel. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I haven't met that person. No, you're entitled. You're entitled to your feelings. Yeah, I'm, but I'm saying, but we know whether, about my situation. All I'm saying is whether we personally know someone or mm-hmm. don't know someone, we know that there's people. Hell, when you drive down the street and you see somebody right. with a damn sign right. saying, "Can I get a dollar?" And I'm grateful, and I've said that's what I'm saying to you. I am grateful. So I don't have to know them personally to know. Hold up. For everything I, I don't have. have to know them personally to know that I clearly this person is out here on the street panhandling asking for money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So clearly you sitting here in an office that you cannot stand. I'm sure a person that's sitting here on the side of the street asking for a dollar to find the next meal would sit here and take this over them being out in the cold, especially uh, now it's getting cold outside. Right. Thing, yeah. That's what I'm saying to you. You don't have to know them to know that, that what they're going through. You see it. Yeah, I get that. You see it every day. I get that. That's but what I'm that's saying. not negating. What I feel, and you can't counter it by saying, oh, I know you hate your job and it, it causes you so much stress, but guess what? There's somebody else out there that can be, that, that would take your job and that could do that. What's that to say to somebody that's saying, yo, this job is calling me stress, causing me stress, pain. We have to, we have to and it's not just you, we have to get out of that. Saying that that's not a proper thing to counter somebody. No, I think people say that. Well, listen, hear me out. That we, we as people, the easier thing to say is, oh, there's somebody else that has it worse than than you. So just be happy to be in that misery. No, no, no. I don't think that's, that's, that's what you're saying. No, what what I'm saying is, is Clarence is that for one, no one can't take away from how you feel in your situation because mm-hmm. it's your situation and it's your opinion. And then it just and right, so you're entitled to that. I think when people say things like that, it's because it's just trying to make you feel like, yeah, your situation is temporary and you're going to have something better come out of this, right? But just, it's kind of like just a, uh, I don't want to say positive That's outlook. Yeah, because it's not positive. But it's, like, it's just saying like, hey, like, you know, like... It, yeah, you know what I'm trying I to say. I understand like, where you're coming from. And when someone has, when you're constantly saying it, I think someone's just trying to say like, hey, like, you know, yeah, I know your situation is not great right now, but just know that this someone going through something worse than what you're going through. But I'm that's saying, all they're that's saying. still not, you cannot counter that. Because the thing is, yes, there's, you may hate your job and there's somebody like me that's just like, well, oh shit, I wish I had your job, but that does not negate how you feel about your job and you knowing the ins and outs. Uh, Absolutely, but you're also saying it to me to make me be like, But I'm not going to say that to you because the thing is, you feel how you feel and me knowing how you feel about your job, all I can say is, hey, well, I'm praying that something greater comes your way. It, It doesn't matter what the next person on the street is going through. I'm worried about what my friend is going through. That's what I'm saying. You can't count it. It's not just you. Plenty of people have been doing this for years into other people. You that is not a thing to counter somebody with. Somebody can always have it worse. And we do that. That that comes from I want to say the Southern Church. Is it not a true statement though? Not all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time because people really go through with these jobs. Like Oh, I believe that one hundred percent. Jobs have caused people to commit suicide. Absolutely. And to say Absolutely. to the person that is on the brink of the not saying that I am, but to say to some person on the brink, oh well somebody can always have it worse. You can always have it worse. There's somebody out there panhandling wishing they could have your job. That is not something to say to somebody that deplores their job. You get what I'm saying? Not so then this is my you. thing is then if you 
saying that, you know, you don't want to hear that, then quit your job then. Listen, and that's something you don't say either. Well, then what, then what, then what, what do you say then? You say, so you I can't just say, told you, you what on. to say. So you, can, you can say, yeah, I'm praying for a better opportunity, which I'm, I'm always... I'm always leave it at that. Always, but I'm, I'm saying when, for, people, for people who are listening that do say that, then what do you say? That, oh, but then quit your job then? Would you rather... Hold up. Would you rather not be stressed and the only job that you don't like going to or not be stressed and then just try to find something about not having a job? I mean, they have plenty of other jobs. Hold up. They have plenty of ways to make, you know, income. Without being stressed until you find something better, i.e., you know, Uber, Instacart, DoorDash. There's plenty of things that you could do to where you can make money to you find a job you want. As opposed to being stressed out at a job that you can't stand. But just saying that, you know, you don't want to hear the comparison that there's someone else going through something worse. Listen. That's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... Yes, I probably could leave this job and go work. No, you can. You can. Listen to what I'm saying. Are you going to let me finish? Go ahead. But before you finish, you can leave. Listen, I probably could leave and go work at McDonald's. That's no problem. But I'm still going to be stressed simply because this job has caused financial strains. Why would I go somewhere and make less and be in a further financial strain? Is what I'm saying. You ought to elevate. Not de-escalate or that whatever. You don't want to lower yourself. Is what I'm saying. It's not no shade to anybody else. I'm not going to leave a space where I'm going to dig deeper into a further financial hole. You know what I'm saying? I want to be at my worth. That's what I'm saying. So to say, but to say, oh, you could always quit. Huh? Well, I mean. I mean, no. So that's what I'm saying. We have to we have to unlearn that that is the proper response to someone. Leave it at, I'm praying that you get what you want and that you get higher. Boom. Done. Well, I, know, I always said it to you, though. Yes, but then you also followed up with... No, I always said it today. Could, it could always no, be worse. And that's you, the first time I said no, it no, today. No, no. You can go back and listen. You've said it before. What I'm saying is you cannot say that is not the proper counter to when somebody is stressing or even venting about their issues at their job. People really go through stuff on their job and they cannot leave because of financial strength. I mean, I've been there once part of my life. Okay, then you should remember that it's not with somebody coming to you up. Well, you know, it can always be bursting, you know, people on the street and this, that, and third. That ain't the right thing to say to somebody. I'm just saying that it isn't. It isn't. It's not the right thing to say. Just say, I'm praying for better to come your way or and leave it at that and just move on. But none of that. We went through all of that to say that I still have joy throughout all of that. I still have joy because I have joy. I wake up. I have people that love me, people that care about me. I have my health. I may not financially be where I want to be, but I still have joy. And that is joy. Happiness is fleeting it can come and go but i still have that joy i've been heartbroken but yet i still had joy inside of me so yeah you trying to find out what truly makes you happy joy makes me happy and though joy is everlasting so i guess joy doesn't make me happy joy is what i joy uh what i want what am i trying to say i have joy and i'd much rather joy than happiness and what brings me joy is my life. Though a lot of things can be better. 
and I have the power. Joy, life, my life makes me happy. And the people that are, are in it, that are God sent, that's what brings me joy. So what brings you happiness or joy? You know, honestly, what you just said, I second that. Okay, then. To me, I mean, I know I got a little tense just a second or two ago, people. But um, <laughs> um, I second that what you said. Like, I agree that 100%. Things that make me happy, though, like when my mom is happy, I'm happy. Knowing the things that she goes through in life. Mm-hmm. But when I, I know that she's happy and she's truly happy, that makes me happy. When my friends are winning in life, that makes me happy. When I see people doing good for other people, that makes me happy. Um, and it brings me joy as well to know that people have that spirit in their soul and heart to want to help other people and see other people be, you know, win and be successful. Um, I'm happy when I'm with someone that's truly into me. Mm-hmm. You know, that that brings me happiness. Uh, yeah. But I'm always thankful and joyful just to wake up to see another day, to have my Amen. health, um, to be able to have a job to go to. Um, to honestly say that in the midst of this whole pandemic that I was not financially um, impacted. You know what I'm saying? That's a blessing because there's a lot of people that don't have that same story. Um, and so all those things bring me joy and make me happy. Um, but I do believe that happiness can be temporarily, absolutely. But having joy is everlasting. And you have to have a joyful soul mm-hmm. and truly receive that joy from God to to have that joy, you know, that everlasting joy. I do believe that. Yeah. I just thought this was kind of deep, kind of. Well, kind of, right? I mean, I, mean, I feel like you kind of got a little hot. You know, I mean, you got a because little... it wasn't just you. It's, it, you know, it's people in general. That's just like, okay... My mom was in the hospital, and this is a perfect comparison of why you shouldn't say things like that. Is she okay now? Yeah. No, my mom was in the hospital. This is when she was really sick. Okay. My mom was on her deathbed in the hospital, Mm -hmm. and uh, she had brain, she had a fungus from a a bad kidney when Mm -hmm. she got a kidney transplant that had moved throughout her entire body. Mm -hmm. She had surgery on her brain. My mom didn't know who the hell she was. She was disordered for months. Oh, yeah. and she was in the hospital for months. Mm-hmm. Though she was functioning while in the hospital, she didn't know who the fuck she was. She had to learn who to, how the fuck to really walk again right. and how to feed herself again. Like, right. from an like, infant stage. And somebody had the nerve to say to me, well... It could always be worse, and you know there are people out here who are on hospice and this, that, and third. What the fuck does that have to do with what my mom is going through right now? It has absolutely nothing to do with it. My mom, I'm I'm concerned about my mother. Right. That ain't got shit to do with. I'm praying for that person, whatever they got going on, but what I got going on right here. That's where I'm at. So that's why you cannot say that. In that instant, I don't think, I mean, that's a life or death situation. And in that instant, I probably, for me, I would just be like, you know what? Just praise God that she's here and God's going to heal her. I wouldn't compare something like that. Now, a job, okay. That's what I'm saying. No, but again, I'm bringing up to the point. People 
have committed suicide because of their job. And that's what I'm saying. The stress. No, I get what you're saying, job. but I so hope that is the comparison. No, I get what you're saying, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. That health over. I'm just saying, like someone that's literally having to really learn yeah, life again. Yeah. I would not compare. I get the comparison. But I would not say something like that over a job. Like this is someone's health. This is but their well being. That's what I'm saying. That I'm just saying. Mean. Yeah, I would not have said something like that. Not when it comes to that. When this is something that literally right. your mom has to go through all this to get back to where she was. Right. Not remember, like that's a bit. I know personally because my mom is dealing with it. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that so, I wouldn't have said. Right. That. So think about how you for you that if somebody said that to you, just like okay, I wouldn't have got mad at them because I would know what they're trying to say, but I probably just wouldn't want to hear. It, at the same that's time, what I'm that's what I'm saying. I know, especially if you know the person. That is a, but that's a quick response. But it's my thing. If you know the person, you yeah. know they're not coming from an ill will. You know that that person is not trying to say something negative. I would be like, okay, in my mind, why are you saying? But I would know that I know they don't mean no harm out of it, especially if it's someone that you know and you're close with, that you know that would not try to literally say something to like piss you off or be disrespectful to the situation. That's what I'm saying. Right, but at the same time, we can't allow ignorance to slide. And when I say ignorance, I'm not saying it in ignorant as ghetto or in the law in most terms. Ignorance is the lack of knowledge. We have to unlearn that quick um, statement that, that people make, which is, oh, it could always be worse. Unlearn that and stop saying that to people who are actually really going through things. Like, that is not a positive statement to make to someone. It's just like, well, damn, if I'm at rock bottom, you trying to tell me it gets worse than this? Yeah, I can see why somebody would, you know, be fearful of, oh, I'm, I may, God forbid, take my own life. Because of statements like that, we don't understand as a community, as a black community. And I can, I, and I can only speak from my black experience. Because I've only heard blacks say that because that's the community that I'm in. You, We have to unlearn that. We have it hard enough as it is. But for somebody to keep saying, oh, it could always be worse than this, that, that. No. We have to unlearn that. Yeah, this is actually like a great topic, honestly. Yeah, um, it, it took, you know, I we can go back and forth on this because I agree um, with what you're saying. There's also some things I'm just kind of like, you know, you mm, around. right. You know, I just think for me and I don't want to, you know, just keep going back and forth on this. I just kind of feel like I don't think that people say that and I'm going to be done with this. I don't think people say that trying to be malicious. I don't think yeah. that. And I don't think that someone's saying it to try to diminish what you're feeling. I don't think so. They I don't think, do it unknowingly. Yeah, I just think knowingly, that people rather. say that. As something you, quick to say because they don't it's, know. It's quick to say for one. But I also think that people say it to kind of like, I know you said it's not a positive thing. But in their mind, you can't control how people think because we all think differently. And yeah, everyone's thought process different. So, but... In their mind, they could be thinking like, okay, well, this is just a positive thing. Like, I'm trying to let you know, like, yeah, you're going through this, but let me try to pick you up because there's someone out here that got it worse. So let me say that to kind of like pick your spirits up to be like, you're not in this alone. There's other people out here that's going through the same thing, if not worse. I think that's why people say that to just let you know, like, hey, you're not alone. There's other people that go through stuff that don't like their job. There's other people that have health issues. There's other people who have financial issues. Like, mm-hmm. we're not the only people in the world, whether we know them or not. 
And how you may, I know personally people who are going through it financially mm-hmm. and people who have health issues and people who don't like that. I know people personally, and not even talking about you, I know people like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, I think people just say it just to be like, you know, like, you're not alone. It's okay to feel the way you feel, but just know that you're not alone. I think that's why people say it. I think that comes across better saying, hey, I'm praying for you. I hope it gets better. Just know you're not alone. So it's, it's the same thing. It's just it's, it's what it's, you say is how you say it. Right. And so and I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's all about what you say. It's not and how you say it rather than, you know, semantics. But it could make a world of difference. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It can make a world of difference. 100%. So we have to unlearn that. I'm not saying you were saying it to be, you know, you know, evil or mean because I know that but I'm saying you know we just have to be cognizant of how we communicate with one another as human beings and kind kind of how we communicate and just interpersonal skills like just empathize pray with the person and leave it at that don't give an alternative don't give a comparison just Hey, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Just like somebody's on their bed of affliction. Yeah, there are people out here dying in hospitals, but I'm praying for you. No, you can't say that. Just say, I'm praying for you and leave it at that. We as people, we sometimes, I think we always feel like we got to go the extra mile in what we're saying when we really don't. It's just simple. I'm praying for you. I love you done and all the extra leave it that's all i'm saying but nonetheless that actually brought brought me into the the next um topic (laughs) of uh knowing your worth and i mentioned this earlier about the job but you know do men know their worth do men know their worth do i you know and that's on all things oh god this could be a whole five-hour conversation to be honest with you um (laughs) Yeah, do I mean do they know their worth? Like I'm not gonna a lot of men don't. I'm not gonna speak for every man and say that every man does not know their worth. If I had to do a percentage though, I would say probably like eighty percent of men don't know their worth. And again, I can only speak for my community as far as being a black man. A lot of black men don't know their worth and that's the whole Would that number be right, eighty percent then? Maybe I, I I honestly I would say it was a little bit higher. Oh, 90? Mm-hmm. Out of all the black men in the world, I, I, I'd say... Well, I'd say in America. I don't know all the ones in the world, but... Um, because of how black men in America were raised... I mean, I could see From 90, generation honestly. to generation, um, a lot of black men don't know their worth. Just simply based on and how they we were raised and how we, were, we have been... We have been drugged through the mud here in America as black men. A lot of us don't know our worth. So when exactly. do you take the account of, not even accountability, when do you take the steps to try to do whatever it is to know your worth and know your value? Because mm. for me, I mean, I would like to say that I do know my worth. Um, is there probably rooms for improvement? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think, but for the most part, I know my worth. I know what I'm worth, what I'm worthy of and what I deserve in life. Whether I have it or not, I know what I deserve in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when 
Ooh, that's a lot to unpack. But, no, I mean, it, it is, but you can just simply say that people understand that they don't know their worth or other people can see that somebody doesn't know their worth more than, quicker than that person can understand they don't know their worth. Mm-hmm. It's what you settle for. It's what you allow. It's what you, it's what you put yourself through. Um, I can say that a few of my friends have been in relationships with people longer than they should have or even went further with people than they should have. And that's because they didn't know their worth. They'll say up and down, oh, I knew, I know my worth, I know my worth. But baby, you don't. Well, I mean, it's evident. Look at the people that we know now or people that you just see that are in relationships. Right, and they just put up with any and everything. Because, and a, and right. a good And a good um, example of that is, and this is the realest moment I've seen this comedian have, uh, Just Hilarious said it best. Like, she recently did an interview and the topic of Krishan, what's her name? Krishan Rock? Whatever, who's dating Blue Blueface. Um, mm-hmm. She got very emotional saying, the, Krishan, and, I've, and I felt this, Krishan does not know her worth. Because she puts up with this man publicly, publicly humiliating her and bashing her. And She's she's in jail. It seems like every other week for fighting this man. She likes her girl. Yeah. Okay. Too. Okay. 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 Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I see. Yeah, I and mm-hmm. it's just like, damn, I've never seen someone who doesn't know themselves and their self worth is so low. Oh, I see it now. People I know is in relationships or yeah. people who chase certain people. Yeah. Oh, I'm guilty of doing it too, and I can say it. Um, yeah, we've all not, been Sometimes I know I don't know my worth when it comes. That's why I said there's room for improvement with me. I know I don't know my worth when it comes to relationships. Sometimes cause I know I always go after the thing I don't need to. But I think that the reason why people that are in those in those relationships is because they don't want to be lonely, or they don't want to not be in a relationship. I mean, think about how many people that are like in better relationships. Mm-hmm. And they know that they need to be out of that situation because yeah. either mentally or physically, mm-hmm. um, you know, involvement. Yeah. But they stay because either the man or woman has made them feel like shit, um, manipulated the situation and them, mm-hmm. and made them believe that they are not worth anything else but them. Right. Um, and that's a, that's a strong mental, that's new, mental abuse. And that's when you teeter tie the line of worth, worthiness and abuse. I'm going to give a prime example. This is not about relationships. It's about, like, career advancements. Um, one of my good girlfriends, this was years ago. Mm-hmm. And she would always be intimidated to apply for certain jobs. But she knew she was, she knew she was worth it. But in the back of my mind, she felt like she wasn't worth it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why are you applying for these jobs that are, like, not, you know, where you know you need to be? And you get intimidated by these jobs that you know that you can do and you don't want to apply for because it's more money or whatever. Because you feel like now it's more responsibility, which in some cases it is, in some cases it's not. But I feel like she didn't know her work because I'm like, you keep applying for these low-end jobs when you have the skills and education to do these jobs. I used to always get on her about that because I used to get mad. I'm like, stop doing that. Like, you are worth more than this and you deserve it. But she wouldn't do it. Right. That is a prime example of not knowing your worth. And I mentioned this earlier, like, I know my worth and I know what I deserve. And it's all about strategically planning to get there. And you have to know your worth because you just settle for anything. And that's where I am tired of settling. 
Um, Why do people like to settle though? I know we just said that, like from a relationship standpoint. I'm I'm over that. I I mean, from a relationship standpoint, I know why men settle sometimes because they just want to be in a relationship or they do it for whether these reality TV stars or or they get trapped or that part too, whatever the case may be. Trapped by babies and all types of circumstances. That part too. You know, if you're dating someone in the limelight, you may be doing it for that. Whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying. But like. Aside from relations, why do people settle? Why do people feel like they're not worth more than what they really are? Because I feel like that's a, well, not even that. I think it's a, um, I think that comes with you know self esteem as well, and internal issues. Uh, yeah, especially for insecurities. Black men yeah, yeah, you yeah know. most definitely. I mean, it is what it is. Um, people, it's how we've been indoctrinated in America as black men that we don't know our worth. We don't know who we are. We are we are who society makes us. And if you have a if you don't come from a strong foundation, family foundation, like a lot of black men statistically don't, um, you're not gonna grow to know your worth. You're not gonna know that you're worth more than slinging on the corner. You're not gonna know that you're worth more than being with females or not females, but women, um, and and men who dog you, you're not going to know you're worth more than, you know, not getting an education or at least the, the bare minimum. You're not going to know your worth. So, I mean... I feel like coming from a single family home, I think my mom did a damn great job. Yeah, she did. Because you, you do well for yourself. So, it's... it's You have to know your worth and you have to have that strong foundation. A lot of... It's, it's, it's a societal thing and it's a community thing too because... Our black community, we, we struggle with that. Building up our black men, um, teaching them the ins and outs. You know, we just don't know our worth. And I think it's sad. sad. It is very sad. Very sad. Um, People will say, do anything to be with somebody. Yeah. And, and sacrifice it for their worth. And instead of seeking out the right, you know, therapeutical help, we just continue the cycle and going on and on and on. And to know your worth is to know that you need to take time for yourself and just be with yourself. And um, that actually takes me into our final topic for the night, um, situation jumping. Um, and what I mean by that is because you don't know your worth and that you don't know that you don't you need to heal from whatever it is that's broken within you, you have abandonment issues, so you jump from situation, relationship, situation, relationship, situation to situation. And that is, that to me, and like again, this isn't law, but to me that is a, sh- a red flag right there for a person who, you know, has or doesn't know their worth. Like, you jump from situation to situation because you're afraid of being alone and don't know that, hey, let me work on me, let me heal myself, and find me that right somebody. And all you're doing is bringing more issues with and you because you're bringing, bringing, bringing extra baggage to extra baggage right. to extra baggage from relationship to relationship to relationship. I mean, I'm think, sure, I think we're all um, guilty, or not guilty, we all know someone who can't not be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I know people that they have to be in a relationship. Right. They can never be single. Right. And it hurts me because I have a lot of close friends that are like that. Like, it hurts me because it's just like, 
I want to say, bruh, sis, whomever, it's all right. Pace yourself, calm down, heal. You were hurt from that last relationship because you put your all into it. Calm down. It's going to be okay. Like, don't, don't keep jumping. Don't take that baggage from that one to the next person or let that person drop their baggage off and the cycle just continue. It's like, and this is a perfect example, situation jumping is like the game of Mancala. Y'all know the little marbles where you mm-hmm. board where you pick up, you start out with one, you pick up to the next, you drop it, right, you right. pick it up, and you keep going around the board. That is exactly what it is. You carrying stuff to the next, and then they carrying the other person's putting stuff in your little bowl and then going back and around. You know what I'm saying? Instead of you just sitting and just waiting and dealing with the shit that you got going on right now internally, saying, let me heal so I'm not jumping from person to person. And let me heal that abandonment issue. Because that is an abandonment issue if I've ever seen one. And that is a person who doesn't really know their worth because they haven't been given the tools to know their worth. And we gotta blame the people that they're going with too, because they should really they should be realizing that. I mean, and sometimes people don't pay attention to the signs and, and the flag. Or that people too. are evil out here. Or that too. And so they don't care if you're broken. They using you for what they can get out of it, and moving on to the next sometimes, hole. But what do they even have to use? Sex? Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, shit. Sex is a big thing for people out here. That's why going back so to see this Everybody wants to be a porn star. Going back to seasons past, I said, I want to know that you're here for me outside of sex. So I will withhold sex for as long as I can to know that you are actually really with me and you fought me on it. I only fought you on it because I said you could sit there and do that. However, and they still treat you like I said. No, and they can treat you like good. I mean, treat you like treat you like gold <laughs> or whatever. Treat you like a king that Until you are. They get what they want. And then. They still get the sex, even if you made them wait a year. Because they fooled you to make you think that they were really there for you, right? Mm-hmm. People are actors. Okay, we know that people can act on what they want. And then what you have, the satisfaction to say, oh, I made him wait a year. Well, he no, fooled me and made me, he made me believe that he was intimate not the sex. That is when you have to use your cognitive skills and you have to use your brain and say, no, no, no listen to what I'm saying. You have to use your brain. And it is, it's dealing with someone is work. People don't want to put... That's the problem. Oh, absolutely. People don't want to put... It's 100%. But even though you could pay attention to that, again, people out here, like you said, are evil. And you have some people that are some damn good actors. Hell, they should be in Hollywood. They are. They can make you be so oblivious to the sign. And they really make you think... And you're like, damn, no, this is really... Like, he's really a nice person. Like, they're really a nice person. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, people can be chameleons. They really can. They can. They can. But at the same time... At 32, okay, at 32, after as many situationships and relationships I've been to, through, I damn well should know and see the signs. That's what I'm saying. You have to have a spirit of discernment and see the signs. And a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have, I have that. Let me say this. I have a very good judge of character, and I think I do. Let me say this. But sometimes there's but that's been, time, a, that's there's a been difference. time. There's a difference. There's a difference. What I'm saying, have a spirit of discernment. I have a spirit of discernment. I they could like. be a good person. They're just not a good person for me. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying, there's been times that I feel like I made the right decision, and they completely, completely, like, threw me for a loop. Right. 100%. No, but at the same time, 
Me personally, the Oscar goes to my, the Oscar goes to them because they danced did a good job. Right, and what I'm saying is for me, as for me, in this vessel, this household over here. Oh, here you go. <laughs> oh. I got a spirit of sermon. So after a while, if we dating for a while, and some shit ain't adding up, and then I one day it just clicks. Oh, bro. I promise you, I know you ain't the relationship for me. We could be cool. We can dab it up. Maybe we can go hang out and have a drink. But as far as relationship-wise... Maybe it could be a physical thing, too. No. I don't Why not? Because that, that blurs lines. Does it? Here you go with the Some, sex No, thing, I'm just saying. Sometimes, no, but I'm saying yeah. that sometimes you can be physically attracted to someone and not in a relationship. I've matter. never experienced that. Oh, I damn sure have. Well, <laughs> as for me in this episode, I mean, no. Uh, whatever. Stop acting like your vessel is so pure. See, that is that speaks to... Your no, no, insecurity. No, it's not my yeah, insecurity. That, that, that speaks to your insecurity. Because I, no, 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 I never no, no. said I was no, no, pure. No, I have no problem. I never hold said, up, listen, hold up, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I never said that I was pure. Hold it, hold it. Not once. Hold it. What I'm saying is that I don't have a problem saying what the hell I did and what I've been through and anything else. What I'm saying is is that you saying that this vessel over here, like it can't just be a sex I said, thing. As for this house, you're this not vessel, say, that's and, all and I can that might speak be, for. That might be your story, but there is truth in listeners. You can chime in on the comments section. You know, there's sometimes that you just have a physical attraction and it's just a sex thing. I don't think it blurs the lines. If that's what we know, if we say from the jump, this is what it is, it's just a sex thing, then that's it. It blurs the more. lines for, for them, no, not you, because you know what it is. Not if we both had an agreement. Maybe, but I'm saying to even think that y'all could be in a relationship, somebody had to have feelings for somebody. Now, come on now. You about to be 40. Come on. Don't try to keep throwing that in my face. I'm, I, about to I'm be 40. saying it is a blessing to get there. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It is a blessing. A joyful moment. A joyful moment. Okay. Absolutely. Now, 100% agree. Right. I can't wait to get to 40. But at the same time, you have to know, hey, Somebody has had to have feelings for somebody for even us to get in this situation. Otherwise, I'd be seeing you on a physical feeling. Maybe not even that. You could be physically attracted to someone. You can be physically attracted to someone. But not be intellectually attracted to them or just. I'm not sticking my dick into something that I'm not anymore. Oh, you see, you see how he said that anymore, right? I had to throw that in there. Right, so Clarence definitely definitely been around the the block. Hold on. <laughs> I have not always been around. But anyway, you know, once upon a, a time, a, not long ago, he was a hoe. No, you. And he was admitting that <laughs> he won't take it back because anyway, he did the shit. But nonetheless, I, you know, I'm not doing that no more. That's not what I'm. That's not where I'm at. That's not what I want anymore. I mean, honestly, I don't desire right, that. Anymore. I really do want to have sex with someone with, that is meaningful, right? And that's someone who I, I have a connection hold with. Out. Right, absolutely. Hold out because we had this conversation a few weeks ago or about two months ago we did and we're gonna leave it at yeah, that yeah we're gonna leave it at that all right then but um yeah so so no you know just no, keep your worried. eyes and your ears open people when you know you dating these people keep your thing in your sometimes pants. as much as we want it to work out these people were just meant to be cool don't let a person feed don't on your insecurities your either because people will do that too. When you they know what your insecurities are, they will feed on that to exactly. again. You don't know your worth, and then they're feeding into that to make you feel something. You know, whatever. You know, what I'm saying just yeah, absolutely, whatever, absolutely. So, Clarence, yes. As this is your not final episode, just your my last, final episode for my sabbatical. Your last for my episode. sabbatical. Yes. 
What is something that you're going to start, stop, and keep? Well, this is going to well, be good. You're, you're going to stop is... this um, podcast because you're stopping right now. So uh-huh. that could be a stop right Are there. Are you speaking for me or am I going to be speaking? Anyway, so before I go on my sabbatical, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start no, living my fucking best life even more. I'm going to start doing things that enhance my health and bring joy to my world and doing things that I thought I never could. And that's what I'm going to start doing and truly doing it. I'm going to stop doubting the power of my manifestations and doubting my God. I'm going to stop doubting my God because I have seen him do miraculous things. It may not come when I want it to, but he's always on time in my Ashanti voice. And he has given me the joy to know it. So that's what I'm going to stop doing. Um, and what I'm going to keep is this joy that I have because the world didn't give it. Hello. The world can't take it away. It comes from above, so... What about you, Mr. Clayton Jeanette? As I, I sign off on my sabbatical. Oh, wait. So, I'm going to start. Hmm. What am I going to start doing? Hmm. I'm going to start cooking more at home. Yeah, you do eat out a lot. Yeah. So, I've been doing good, actually, the past week. You I've have. been cooking more you at home. You cooked that last night? You did. I thought you was at a restaurant. No, oh, see, look at this. See? Mm-hmm. I can cook now. I can't now cook I everything. Go, now that I go back, it did look a little shady, so. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I can't cook everything, but I can cook, you know, okay. so I'm going to start cooking more. I'm going to stop reaching out to people who don't reach out to me as much. I feel like that I always, I feel like I'm the one that's always doing more than the others. I feel like if I'm not doing it, then the others won't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it can kind of go back to that, like, making yourself available to the unavailable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no love lost or whatever, but, like, I'm not going to sit here and keep reaching out, knowing that these are people I've probably helped in my lifetime or whatever the case may be, and I just don't feel like it's being received. So I'm definitely going to stop doing that. And I'm with you. I'm going to keep my joy. Okay. Keep my joy, and I want to keep doing things that make me happy. And keep finding out more things that make me happy. Because I'm always learning something new about myself, as we all should. I should. If you take time to invest in yourself. Yeah. And with that, that's what I'm going to say. So, Clarence, let them know Well, where they can find you. You guys can find me. In the meantime, I will miss you all. You guys can find me at, well, on Instagram, of course, at A underscore man most worthy. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Keep up with me. In the meantime, for you know, three times I won't be here. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna miss you guys, and I love you guys, and thank you for tuning in. And please support CJ because he thinks he can't do it alone, but he can because I was able to do it. But nonetheless, CJ, please let know people where they can find you. Anyways, I mean, I am confident that it would be great. But anyways, you can follow me at I am just CJ, all one word on Instagram. And you can follow the podcast page at Pride, Love, and Ego, all one word, on Instagram as well. And, yes, I will be having three special guests. Um, on, well, one 
for each episode total of three. And hell, I may have two in one episode. Who knows but me? You never Ooh, know. You never know. You never know. Can't so, wait. yeah. So, be on the lookout. Again, thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the feedback. You know, tell a friend. Share it with a neighbor. You know, whatever. Um, we love you. And um, just thank you. Yes. And, you know... As again, I always leave y'all. Take care of yourselves. Be safe out here. Wrap it up. Stop uh, fucking random people. And uh, find joy in life. Be happy. Be, be joyous. Be joyous and know be joyous what makes you and happy. And know what makes you happy. I love y'all until I return. Support CJ. Proud Love and Ego. At Proud Love and Ego on. See Instagram. ya. Bye.